Enter New R Presents. Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern, Episode 16, Making Your First Character. This episode was recorded live at twitch.tv slash lanternnoir. Hey, and welcome to Happy Hour at the Old Timer Tavern. I am one of your two hosts, Lantern Noir, who is here every Tuesday at 5 p.m. because work is over. We've made the commutes home, or in my case, the shuffle back into the basement office. Um, and with me is my amazing co-host, Greybeard of Greybeard's Tavern, uh, coming to you live from the tavern. <laughs> A great place to be. Speaking of great places... I have awesome news. We have been invited to join the Inverse Genius uh, collection of podcasts and video content. Nice. Uh, Inverse Look Genius is a, is a group uh, organized around by an amazing gentleman uh, named uh, Donald Dennis, who or Walsfio, all over the internets. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just a collection of gamers that are role-play gamers, board gamers, tabletop gamers, and in the case of one particular Bruce Vogue, game show gamers. <laughs> so nice. it is just a neat thing I, I got the message today saying hey you make good content you should be part of the network do you want to be and i was like do we get a secret handshake <laughs> mm -hmm. um and officially we don't Aww. there is there's no official hand no secret handshake because because donald is afraid he can't actually do it no oh, i was gonna say because i i mean i i just signed up for TikTok today so <laughs> I, i'll i'll do the TikTok of the secret handshake uh, you know i you know Okay, here's my thing about TikTok. <laughs> I remember when Vine was mm -hmm. the big thing. <laughs> now let me let me pitch you on Vine. It's a website where you post short three to ten second videos of yourself, sometimes on a loop for comedic effect. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I have not. I, I've resisted the TikToks. Um, I don't know if my content overlaps well with TikTok yet. I mine it. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm going to be much of a content uh, creator there. Um, if it if I do, it'll be way different than what I do otherwise. Um, anyway, but it's. It's all LB and the Hype Goblin. They do such amazing TikTok stuff that I finally have, I finally am like, okay, I will, you know, acquiesce and, and come on over and splash in the pool because it's, uh, it's awesome. Okay, now to be fair, Hype Goblin, I've caught because she reposts her stuff onto Twitter. Right. And absolutely, she makes amazing content. Yep. over there she's an incredibly talented person an amazing cosplayer yeah. we can't say enough fun things about them speaking of cosplay that got me thinking about dungeons and dragons but i want you to have the first crack at how your week has been in gaming uh, okay uh uh pretty good week um uh saturday night uh well thursday night masks uh always an amazing time we are uh over the hill now we're in the downward slope of the of the story it's supposed to be like a 10 arc uh 10 episode arc and we've reached the 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 tipping point and um 
it's it's really starting to roll at this point where it's uh you know we all know each other's secret identities so all the like origin stuff is is really coming to fruition and how did you get your powers and why is this and you know what's the the giant clockwork uh red lightning and why was there a gravity well at uh basically a um you know like a uh a k-pop concert there was a gravity well and one character was creating a dome of earth to keep people from flying off into the gravity well and becoming spaghetti and you know that chaos um friday i got my second uh covid shot uh so yeah um so that was uh good uh and i didn't i don't game on fridays generally that i i watch uh you know winter soldier or uh um mandalorian or whatever with the fam saturday night i felt like garbage so we didn't really play we yammered for grognards and i yammered for a few minutes and then i was gonna go to bed and before i could lay down i got called into work Oh, and was no. at work until midnight, sick oh. as a dog, like like flu achy and everything. So anyway, that was rough. But uh, then uh, by Sunday morning, I was, uh, you know, I felt like a man of steel. I have joined the immortals. Um, and so I did my Sunday morning show. We had a good time uh, with that. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, uh, the oldest elf and I did our campaign in the afternoon. We had a hilarious thing. They uh, there's a module out there, and it's uh, akin to Barber Barber of Seville with Sweeney Todd thrown in, but it's it's kind of, it's a cutesy version of it. I, it's hard to explain, um, but it's free. It's out there on DMs Guild. Oh, I was going to say, there was a question there. Um, uh, it's kind of sweet, Sweetie Todd, Barbara Seville, but it was done in a very cutesy way. And we, <laughs> we were playing that, and we were laughing our butts off because she thunder waved some Zvarts, if anybody who knows what a Zvart is, into, like, blue Smurfy pastes on the wall, and she giggled her little butt off. And I know you shouldn't giggle at murder, but <laughs> we try to keep it cute. Um <laughs> uh, it's called and comedic then, comedic violence is the official term in in cartoon parlance. And then they, I had uh, I had good, um, oh, I don't know what you would call it, an interaction at work. Uh, <laughs> someone who I've talked to a, a lot about board games and stuff and computer games, <laughs> he just outright said caught your show sunday morning <laughs> and i was this i was like oh you did uh, so yeah it was really it was really validating to have someone at work you know just be like out of the blue someone i've never told about my show or anything just just ha had found it on sunday mornings and Ooh. uh so so that was nice that was that was a good one um but uh yeah, I mean, he knew that I streamed role-playing stuff, and so he knew he knew my online name and everything. So uh, okay. obviously, he must have he must have seen something pop up or something. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, it was very validating, very nice to have someone, uh, you know, just out of the blue say, "I caught your show." You know, I was like, "Oh, woo!" So that's that's my week in gaming. 
Awesome. Those are those moments are like clutch mm. to keep you going at this. Um, my cousin, who's in advertising, paid me a huge compliment um, with the "You just have a really neat layout. It's easy to follow everything." And I'm like, "Your career is built around <laughs> this kind of thing. That's awesome. Thank you." Um, yeah, we had um, Sunday night. We were down two play. We we're down one player who's going to be gone for two sessions. So we brought it, we actually gave one player the night off, brought in two, two fresh faces, um, who I haven't played with one. I'd never played with and one I haven't played with in forever. Uh, so Jeff and I go way, way back. Uh, Liz is a new, new friend of mine to gaming. She's actually a dance instructor. Um, and we, we did, a, I, I can did some reskinning on, um, something from ghosts of salt marsh. Oh, and I was like, okay, uh... I can play with this. I can play with this. Um, and it's really exciting for me too because um the raven armed who's another streamer who's who's got a pretty you know he's he's a great guy he has a great stream he has a lot of fun i've been trying to get into the D, &D table and i'm mm. like this is perfect because this event will be great for him too so i get to <laughs> test run it right. um and we're going to finish that next week with um with the standard well two people can't be here so we're going to randomly add two people they've rescued to continue the adventure Shtick. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and then we're taking a week off and then we're going to start Curse of Strahd. So we've, we're taking Mother's Day off for that group. And then my Wednesday oh. night game is just ripping through stuff. I mean, they're just having mm. a blast and a half. Um, they're playing like they put everything on the table and it's just it's a great group to play with. I'm so geeked. I, I hope we can keep that going um, a little bit longer. So because they're they're a lot of fun. And then I think I might get roped into a third game of the week, but I'm not sure what it is yet. Oh, I don't know. Wow. I have to kind of, I've, I've, I've dialed back my piece, my like just game streams, but yeah. it leaves me like, well, that only puts me on the air three times a week. I want to get some more, <laughs> I want some more screen time. I want some more excuses to stream. Um, but I don't know what I want to do with it. So I'm currently floating a, maybe starting up another, like, I'm going to run it. It's going to be out of the book, but I'll, it'll still have my spin on it. And I just don't know what I want it to be yet. And then I can start kind of recruiting from there once I get a feel for it. So yeah, we, uh, I had forgotten. Uh, I played with the, my UK crew Ooh. on Sunday. And uh, because we're at a point in this Vihonda uh, game that we're playing that we couldn't, we couldn't proceed without a player. So we had to rip together a one shot. And so we played the alien uh role play game hmm. and uh, we've played it one other time as a one shot and both times that with that crew we've had a just an amazing time and it was really great because everyone was doing so it was british folks doing russian and spanish accents <laughs> and then uh, I was trying to decide on an accent and I my character was born in space and so I just said he does all the accents and so I just kept switching the accent all the time or having none being the uh you know the midwesterner of space kind of thing it was funny and it was all just sort of trying to find a, a voice for the character because I didn't know we were playing it until like we were playing it so anyway i know that feeling mm -hmm. that's been me a couple of times with the i think we can pull a game off tonight but we need people and then it's like what are we playing i don't know <laughs> but we're doing something and that's so stressful with the prep work i try to put in um just because i want to be sure everything looks good and i, I want to think about what, what the, the the programming and the the graphic design and the layout it's so stressful 
when well, things and, don't line up. And I, I generally am a method player when I when I build characters and and make a character. So there, I you know I will spend you know weeks before a show begins driving home, mm-hmm. you know doing different voices. You know I'm Batman. <laughs> no, I'm Batman. No. Um, you know, just try, just trying to get the voice uh, down to something that I, I could one do and two that that I can do for as long as I need to, because uh, I had a character, one of the first one of my first long term streaming commitments, I was Gronk Gorblast and <laughs> And so I had to do that World Wrestling Federation voice for like three, yeah, for like three hours. So Kronk was one of those, you know, silent but deadly guys. <laughs> he didn't talk much, and when he did, he tried to he tried to you know be a, a rock of wisdom, <laughs> an eight hundred pound rock of wisdom. <laughs> that sounds like our monk in our game. They don't talk much, but when they do, it's usually pointed. But that that's also where we had the wonderful moment where where Linarius bless bless their soul uh looked at their sheet and went, "Oh wait, I can teleport. I can teleport <laughs> into the room." And I went, "Um, but there's a wall in the way." Hmm. And their answer was, "Well, I can see where I'm teleporting. It's right there on the map." <laughs> you you make a compelling point. <laughs> But so speaking of method character creation, you want you your idea was this week we should talk about how we make characters. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and we're going to pull up D and D Beyond here. Okay, let's see if OBS settles down from that. It kind of just hiccuped at me and said, "I don't like you," <laughs> and I think it's I think it's happy again now. Good. So. We have our, our character sheets up here, and um, I'm still in that, that first home screen. Would you, would, okay, do you start with a name? No, 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 generally not. I, I usually have to, I, I gotta, like I said, I'm kind of a method player, so I, I generally, a name almost always comes last, unless it's something that, that, happens um like i was in a charity thing uh, a couple weeks ago over on sauce fires channel and uh when once i knew i was going to be a rogue officer um <laughs> rogue artificer i decided that uh he, he was a goblin who got hit on the head while disarming a trap and his his name was uh something like puddle puddle slurp or something like that originally but then he got hit in the head with a with a stone falling stone trap and then when he woke up the world seemed very different and uh he never knew why he drank out of puddles and why didn't he build a a distillery to clean the puddle water to then add a little lime to it and maybe some antioxidants and you know uh all this so he got smart after he got hit in the head basically and so he changed his name to quizbane cracked noggin and that's you know but it but it was literally i was almost done with the character when that sort of like you know that light bulb clicked um so okay. yes I, I can't start with the name do you 
Um, not very often. On occasion, I've said, I want to play a character, but I'll always have like an archetype in my brain. Mm. And then I'll have named them. And then I'll start like taking the archetype I've already fleshed out and like put it in there. But like the name is not for me, it's not usually a starting point. It's more of a midpoint. Mm. When they start to take on some life, they maybe a name starts to come to me. And then I'll go put that down and I'll build around the name. Right. Uh, depending but as, as important as names are it is something that i, I also tend to be a, a wait and see as to what kind of gels mm -hmm. we've we've now we had talked a little bit about what kind of character we were going to try to make and some of the things um that got pitched at me i thought were really clever making something for a science fiction in a D, &D world game uh doing super high fantasy doing really low fantasy um doing an all dwarf party mm -hmm. which can be really fun um, I thought that since we're just, this is our first time staying down together to do a um, character creation stream slash show, we should do a generic, our friend has announced that they want to run D&D, &D. they would like us to play because we kind of know what we're doing, and uh, we should make a character to go with their game. Hmm. So a nice middle of the road, we don't want to break anything. Right. We want to kind of, I'm thinking... I want to build a character I can bring to the table. And when I talk about how I made my character, everyone else can kind of go, oh, I think I get how to make a character. Right. Kind okay. of character. Okay. Good. All right. So standard, as far as we know, it's a standard Faroon D&D first level. Are we doing first or third level? Let's start character? with first. Let's okay. get through the firsts. Okay. So... Uh, so what do you do next? You do race or class? Um, so usually I I try to think about um, like so I reach inside and I go hmm what am I feeling? Because I have a tendency to um, either I choose last like I let everybody else play because I'm you know uh -huh. 40, 44 years of this and so. I usually am like, you guys play whatever, because I, I have I have a list of of all the classes and all the races and the subclasses that I have played in fifth edition, and I'm working my way through. And it was amazing when Tasha's Cauldron came out. I'm like, Whew, okay, that's a whole twenty two more that I got to make. Um, and try to play and I've been fortunate to guest star in indoor adventures uh, game over there where uh, they're doing Rime of the Frost Maiden and I've been able to play a phantom rogue from hmm. from Tasha's so um, so yeah I usually reach in and I kind of feel like I usually play people who are either you know, small or small, you know, they're, they're either like some kind of giant out of control, whatever, or gentle giant, uh, big, big brother bear or big hero six, that type character. Or I play a, a small character who is just gonzo, uh, hence quiz being crack noggin. So once I know what everybody else is playing, then I generally choose a class and then i either once i've got the class i either go okay am i 
tipping the scale with something big and being a magic user or whatever or the other way you know um so i will say to you what are you playing in this party <laughs> oh and this is the problem with being another elder gamer is my, my my gut reaction whenever someone says what do you play i'm like well i don't know what's everybody else got going on i i, I got a lot of stories i can tell i i just need some guidance as to what the party is gonna need mm -hmm. um I tend to fall in a very similar case. I've played so many characters, and it's it's not you can pretty much hand me a race class combo, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can play with that. Um, so I'm thinking, I usually do tend to start with the I tend to start with the race, mm -hmm. partially because it's what's offered first on D and D Beyond. D and D Beyond pops in here and says, "Hi, pick a race." <laughs> um, oh hey Toe, welcome aboard. We are we are just diving in on the beginning of character creation for a well a, a tip session on character creation, a little bit of the method of our madness and a generic um, just we're making up a character for a friend's campaign that's new to DMing, which also means I didn't realize when I pitched that as our topic. It also mm. means we're we're probably going to be trying not to break anything. Right. <laughs> we're going to avoid the obvious broken mechanic combos. Right. Because we don't want to monster race, break the game. No, see, that's the thing. The scenario is actually limiting us a little bit because we, we again, our friend's first game. We don't want to break it. That's for everyone else to figure out. But, but, uh, uh, what is it? To oh, my goodness, my dyslexic brain. Togi Pie? Togi Pie, maybe? Uh, so. <laughs> It's it's very a monster race, and I'm all like thumbs up. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting though too. If you look, I'm, I've got the the race list in front of me. Mm. Um, they already kind of let you do that. Um, Asimars are on. Um, yeah, the Simars are on here. Uh, mm. Goliaths, which are like basically giants. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dragonborn, the Arak Ar Ar mm -hmm. um Half Orcs and tieflings i mean you've got a lot of and, oh yeah, and the the, the ganasi you've got a lot of races that are very very close to um monster races that you you even if you want to play a monster race i could say well make make them using the gnome stats and then we'll just call it a cobalt well and then depending on what uh books you have i mean i've got uh volo's guide and Volo's mm. Guide has the monster races in it. So, uh, like, I have played... Oh, my goodness. I have played a goblin, obviously. Uh, I played a bugbear. Uh, Helm Crusher. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I've played a kobold. Falouche the wizard. Um, so, yeah. So, it's... Uh, I, I, I do indeed love the monster races. But... Uh, um, but yeah, so I guess uh, let's let's open it up. Did you okay. uh, did you say yeah, that we could do whatever we want? Um, welcome ab uh, aboard the third tier. It's good to have you as we make some characters. I think um, I usually th I think in terms of race class combos. Mm, so mm -hmm. I'm thinking I probably want to do something a little outside my box because okay. I tend to do a lot of halflings, a lot of dwarves, and a lot of traditional human somethings. Right. Um, so I'm thinking I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to make a tiefling for the mm. first time in a while. All right. And I'm going to be making 
a um, you're welcome to offer advice by the way third tier uh we're just kind of going through a, a generic process of how we make it here now if you'll notice between the screens this is the upside downside to uh dnd beyond uh greybeard has a lot more content enabled than i do <laughs> yeah, so sorry. you see a lot more choices on his screen than you see over here on mine because i don't own that many books yet and thank you for, for joining the family, Toe. We're good to have you along uh, with all the various opportunities we have to get together. So I'm just going to take a generic tiefling. And what's, what I really dig with D&D Beyond, and not to plug it because they're not paying me to, um, mm. is the, are you sure this is what you want? Here's a bunch of stuff about them. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that, that's really nice uh, about D&D Beyond is your... So if for say you know our new friend who's going to dm for the first time i could actually create the campaign they could actually dm the campaign i could set them up to be the dm and then everybody would have all my content for mm -hmm. for it because i own i own the campaign and i'm sharing my content yep. so like uh the oldest house elf <laughs> you know she's playing D, D beyond at school and uh, as part of the dungeons and dragons club and she has all my content which is a little more than what they have at school so she's got to watch it a little bit a um, little bit be an engineer huh i think we can probably work that in here somewhere so i'm gonna go ahead, i'm gonna choose my tiefling and that'll kick me over here now to uh i can head over to class what are you going with I am I'm looking at something that again is in the base books mm -hmm. and won't break um won't break their game mm. and at the same time something that trying to think of one that I have not played that's in the base book and every one I look at I'm like oh yeah that character I think uh Genasi's not in the Facebook, but is it? Do you think it's uh, normal enough to not uh, throw off a new DM? All right. I gotta right. check in here really quick. Um, sure, sure. All right. That will be. <gasps> I have never played an elf in Are you serious? I'm serious. I've never played an elf. So I'll do that. That way it's it's total right straight from the book. That is. Um and a little different. Um the goblin mage of terrible power whose powers suck. Or Dave, the average human. You know, that's another <laughs> interesting angle on this that we'll talk about in just a second. Um, because there's some fun stuff that goes with that um when we start to kind of plan this out and and what we're going with i actually i don't have access artificer for a class on my system because uh, i uh i don't have that book yet okay. uh if you want to see that i can do that nope uh, oh you can do it but i yeah that's up to you artificer i don't know how uh, how broken it is um is it an advanced well, class? It's something I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't subject a new DM to. So I'm gonna. I'll be. Uh, you said uh, tiefling. I did a tiefling. I haven't picked a class yet, though. 
Oh, okay. Then I will pick High Elf, because I have never played one. Cool. Now you pick the class. Oh, okay. Then I pick the class. I am going to be a High Elf. Let me check class and see if there's something I haven't played. <gasps> Cleric, Druid, Fighter, oh. Monk, Paladin, Ranger, Road, Sorcerer, Warlock. Well, okay, yeah, I've played them all. Um... High level druids are broken. I can see that. Sorcerer is like a the warlock is the go to for tieflings, which is why I kind of don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think I will also not go uh, to the norms, and I will be a high elf paladin. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. And I'm doing a tiefling wizard. Mm-hmm. because she is not well here's here's what i've heard wizards unlock all of their magic through careful study mm-hmm. warlocks get it by sleeping with the professor mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> exactly and I'm, I'm digging that vibe for this character right out of the gate it's like no 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 she is a no nonsense i get the job done i did my work i'm not selling my soul for my power i am earning my power and and if you think i sold my soul for it that's racist it's it's not a relative. I did not get my power from an uncle or or, or you know something. Those are sorcerers. Yeah, well, yeah, or or like I said, you know, you made a pact with a fiend because you have fiend ancestry or whatever. Right. You know, it's a so uh, I played in a game with a tiefling whose uh, grandpa was Asmodeus. That was indoor oh, indoors geez. character. So. So here's a fun question. I, I, I'm going down my proficiencies as a wizard. Do mm-hmm. wizards ever not take Arcana as a proficiency? I cannot. Uh, I, <laughs> you, your party would be mad at you. Um, yeah. your, your party would be mad at you if if you didn't. If you were the wizard, wizard, wizard. If you're a sorcerer or a warlock, you can kind of hedge that bet. Yeah. It would be like if the bard didn't take history a you know if you're if you're not trying to throw your your friend for a total loop i i would Mm. dodge that and i would take arcana because yeah uh, divination wizards Ooh, good choice they might not take arcana and you know in in theory though i could here's here's from a role play point of view i could Mm -hmm. not take arcana and say well yeah i mean she studied arcana doesn't mean she's proficient with it right (laughs) i mean she can cast spells that's the extent of it's like i use a lot of times i use the analogy of mag of wizard magic is like writing code right spells are like running programs you know well so yeah she she gets the programs that work she understands why they work writing her own from scratch yeah no that's not i i work with pre-done apps i find what i need on (laughs) github yes you know that's that's kind of what i do snatches a code um and that's always what i like to say too is that you know wizards uh manipulate and and change the weave of of things you know Mm -hmm. they weave together spells sorcerers command it and source and uh and warlocks it's borrowed um (laughs) we ask nicely Yes, exactly. Kind of like clerics. <laughs> yes, yeah, kind of like all the divine spellcasters. Okay, so what's your paladin's proficiencies? I'm going to go with 
Riz. Uh, yeah, all armor shields. Ba 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 ba. Wisdom and charisma. Choose. I will go with a high elf who is. Oh, I gotta go with intimidation because he's you know a snooty high elf paladin and religion. He he is a true believer. That's uh, actually you should be careful too. High knowledge of religion also implies that they've studied all the other options. Very correct. And they decided what to settle on, and that's that's the sign. That is the sign of a faithful. Like they know. Well, I could have followed this god or that god or this god or no god or these gods. And it's like, but this is the one I'm cool with. <laughs> that's uh, that's an important mm. trait in in religious circles. Yeah, I I like that. Uh, that way you've got, yeah, yeah, in, instead of I was chosen by God to, you know, do this or do that. Hmm, that's, mm -hmm. that's interesting that they maybe were an acolyte for 150 years of uh, and just going one to the other. Paladin of what? Well, we'll figure that Vecna, out. Now you along. say? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, this article just came up on, because um, I've got my, my, spell this in front of me this article i'm going to post it in chat um this is a list of like the best oh nope that's not what i wanted to post uh ignore that where did it go there it is um this was not on dnd um the official website but it was posted on another article i got as a facebook recommendation yeah and it is um the most useful cantrips five essential cantrips every party needs and one of the ones they put on the list and this is why i just added it to my character sheet is prestidigitation mm -hmm. um because there's it's super super usable and the other one you grab is something like mending right um right. i think is that it? which or is it press it one of them has the cleaning prestidigitation yes it does because here's the best part your party can can slaughter a bunch of people in the middle of town <laughs> And then a couple of prestidigitation cantrips, and all of your weapons are clean and blood free. Yes. Yes. And it's it's so good when you're in a campaign and someone has it because it becomes a thing where you're just like, hey, uh, hey, warlock, come on, uh, you know, guts and blood, fix, <laughs> fix me up. Or we go through the sewers and we get out of the sewers and we're all like, oh my god, oh yeah, we're ripe fix it would you you know um i had a dm where we came out of the sewers type thing and my sorcerer went to talk to lady blah 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 and he went stomping up and his guards are like whoa all right stinky beggar get away with you, you know? mm -hmm. back and so he walked around the side of the building pressed a digitated <laughs> uh disguised self put on good clothes and then came back around the side and was like i am here to see the lady so there's a lot of those fun little things you can pop that that get just where you want to get and do so many nice things um what there's is it guidance or is that that's a priest one that gives you like a bonus of like d4 to all skill checks mm. oh uh guidance yes. guidance yeah um so, and then there's uh resistance or resilience 
I can't mm-hmm. remember what it's called. That's the one that gives it to the saving throws. Ah, nice, nice, nice. I'm going to go with, so my cantrips are going to be Prestidigitation, Friends. Mm. There's a nice one to kind of get in there. And then, uh, obviously, a wizard needs their attack cantrip. Uh, Bless is also good for that. It affects up to four other targets, I believe. Um, but yeah. it's also concentration based. So there's that mine. It has a little bit of a balancing effect. Um, yeah. I'm thinking my shape water is also an incredibly nice cantrip. When you start to get into the fun things you can do with it, with freezing water and stuff. The, uh, the earth one mold earth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's really good. I think that was the one that my druid had because we knew we were going to a place where we were going to be building a new fortress on an island and an unexplored island. And oh. so he, he used that to build trenches so they could put in a palisade and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I hope it goes well for your thir- third and, and good luck. Remember, it's your honor whenever you talk to the bench. By which I mean the judge, not the bench next to you. <laughs> As was a shtick more in more than one episode of Night Court. And yes, they will definitely take you away in a nice padded coat if you talk to the bench. Um, okay. okay. So I've got I, my three oh, go cantrips. How are you doing? Uh, you're got an extra language still. Right. Well, yeah, because I had to jump back to my race. Because I, you know, Paladin at first level doesn't have a lot of choices. There's no spells or whatever. Mm. But because I'm a high elf, I get a cantrip. And because Ah. I'm a high elf, I speak an extra language. Now, what I'm trying to do is decide on the extra language to go with my possible deity. So... um, I don't know what deity I want to be. Um, well, for now, I will take. I'll take Sylvan for now, and then we'll. When I choose deity, we'll switch that up, and then a cantrip. Oh my goodness, there's so many cantrips. They're uh, all good too. Let's see. Yeah, and and your spell choices say so much about your wizard, too. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, we were playing the one with the giants. Oh, my goodness. It's been too long. Uh, The first module they put out. Anyway, we were playing that, and the bridge was down. The drawbridge was down, and the chain was broken. And I literally said, no one has mending. No one. We, We... because literally, if we had mending, we would have could have put the, the drawbridge chain back together, mended it, and pulled the drawbridge up. But mm-hmm. instead, we had to stand there slogging it out, uh, you know, on a on a tipped over wagon, trying to hold off an orc cord. Yep, that's how that works. That's how that works. Uh, let's see. There are so many, and, and like I said, it's it's not just what you prepare at first level. It's also like, what do you just put in the spell book so you know what you can prepare from? Right. Well, and that's the thing, too, with D&D Beyond. You have to watch because 
you know, you're, I forget what the actual rule is. When you're a first level character, I think you get four or four spells, or it might even be, no, it might be based on your uh, intelligence modifier. I can't remember. I've been I've been using D and D Beyond so long. I can't remember. Um, well, I'll check the class features real quick. Spellcasting. Oh, look, six first level wizard spells of your choice. So, right there. So you get your three cantrips and six first level spells, but you can only prepare one at a time. So mm. there's a certain judiciousness with like what you pick to put in those slots that you got to watch out for. Yeah. Um, and you only can prepare one at first level. Yeah. And so that's another twist is like, you don't want to get too deep into like all your possibilities because you're only going to pick one to include. Hey, you're glad to have you here. We're, we're early in character creation. We're kind of picking out our race class combos and doing a couple of special abilities, um, picking cantrips and first level spells. Um, catapult. Okay. That one's going in the spell book. <laughs> One of my favorite, favorite spells. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I actually, in uh, my Sunday game, the town uh, enchanter's apprentice was challenged to create a magical trap for the door. Mm. So she used a pile of horse manure <laughs> and a preset catapult spell. Right. So when the door was opened... <laughs> This giant ball of horse poop (laughs) went shooting through the doorway. Um, And then the running gag was the guy who got hit with it was like everyone who reacted to him was like, Mm. oh, man, that horse, like someone has to track that horse down because there's not something right with it. (laughs) And there is something very wrong with that That, poor horse. (laughs) That horse needs help. Um, (laughs) So I can make tools for D&D. One of the tools was character creation. Do you see any limitations on the solutions you can get now? Um, wow, that is a huge question about D&D Beyond that we're going to pin to come back to when we're done with this and talk about what we would like to see them offer. Mm. Um, I'm not going to lie. Character creation through the D&D Beyond website, even for a free user, is really hard to compete with. Like, it's almost like saying, I'm going to come up with a search engine that's more efficient than Google. I, mean, it, I don't <laughs> doubt it can be done. I'm just letting you know that that's a, that's a man, that's a tough one. Now, there are some other uh, sl- uh, areas that could use some some beef, but this is a pretty robust website. I'm just going to put that out there. And I, I, even as a free user, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I want to learn Unseen Servant. Probably never use it, but. Mm. And then we'll learn. I, oh. And then you learn identify. Okay. <laughs> Quit horsing around and find that poor animal. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Um, see, because I'm I chose paladin. Mm-hmm. It, there's there's like three or four spells that are very you know, you can use as part of an attack. Mm-hmm. And so those are really choice to use. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Oh, oh.
Yeah, the the youngest house elf uh, has has gone over to play at a friend's for the first time in a year. Oh, and nice. She, she took a mask, mm-hmm. and she knows everyone in the house is is well into two shots now. So mm. she feels a little more comfortable doing that, and we feel a little comfortable with her doing that. Yeah. So it's exciting. Um, but so yeah. So while you're picking that, my spell selections were. Here mine at the very top, my spell book. So for my cantrips, I ended up with friends. Nice, good all-around mm. utility. Yeah. Um, hey, let's let's not screw with each other. And prestidigitation for all those neat little applications. And Ray of Frost is her attack spell. Um, and then the first level spells I took were catapult, charm person, identify because you want to have it as a, in the party. I don't know why I took Unseen Servant other than maybe it'll be useful later. Right. Um, and then the, the combat spells are Tasha's Hideous Laughter, Magic Missile, and Witch Bolt. Ooh. ooh, ooh. So, Witch Bolt. Love that spell. It's, it's always one that's so hard to get get to work. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's one of those that that's beautiful when it's happening. And if you can get someone to work with you like aha me and the bad guy are fighting you know duking it out here and you can just stand in back and be like meh 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 mm-hmm. every round oh it, it's such a gorgeous spell mm-hmm. yeah uh, congratulations on that third we've got a lot of people are still kind of figuring out when they're going to go get their shots and gain into the queue and taking advantage of those opportunities um it's great when people have a chance to do that. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for, for giving her the opportunity. We're actually going to a small potluck with a couple of friends this week. It's weird. Not going <laughs> to lie. Not going to lie. It's a little weird to think about um, going out and, and meeting up with people. Yeah, I, I have maybe a half dozen times and seen people mm-hmm. in a year yeah you know so um yeah very strange mm-hmm. i chose lightning lure and, I, and and i'm not gonna I, i'm gonna say it was a hard choice because again there's like three or four spells that are comboed with attacks so i may retcon it at some point but for now i just like the and i'm gonna say that it's partially because the mortal Kombat movie came out (laughs) but i like the idea of whipping out this paladin this elven paladin whipping out this lightning lasso and being like get over here you know kind of thing yep so oh it's it's i mean it's not just mortal Kombat. that's a great staple of any fantasy where they can do Mm -hmm. that you're Mm -hmm. not getting away from me the bubba fett um grappling hook thing Uh, welcome, Keyturn. Glad to have you hanging out with us today, too. Um, so we're on to abilities. Yes. Abilities. Which I'm a huge fan of either standard array or point by. I am so going to be on the same ship with you with that. Um, <laughs> I just, it, you know, for decades decades we were 46 pick the best three you know pick the best three or drop the lowest 
and roll six or seven numbers and pick the best six. Um, Mm -hmm. And it just is, you can have such disparity disparity between players then. And it just makes, you know, if you get that one, you know, the one kid who is like, Chaka 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 eighteen chaka 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 eighteen <laughs> and you know another one who's like uh Yahtzee ones oh hmm, mm-hmm. you know <laughs> well the other thing I found very uncomfortable with as a DM is when I was running the the group of the the kids at the 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 youth center mm. was one kid showed up and he didn't have a single stat below sixteen right and and he said. Um, well, yeah, I, I actually, I really rolled these. You can ask my dad. Mm, he was mm, there because he couldn't believe it because he plays Dungeons and Dragons too. And he couldn't believe how well I was rolling. And I, my next thought was like, but that's really like inviting me to have an awkward conversation about honesty. Right. Because like, I feel like the minute you say you can ask my dad, this is real. That's like, that's a dare. Right. And there's no, there's no winner in that moment. <gasps> no. Like if I call and it turns out the kid didn't have it confirmed he looks like a total jerk and I look like a jerk for not trusting him. And if I call and it was legit, I still look like a jerk. Yeah. Um, and even playing it like at the table, it's still just like you said, there's that disparity issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we, we had in conversation in discord, I thought was really good, which is the power of groups that are really small mm-hmm. and where you do things like have everyone roll a pool of numbers so everyone mm. does 3D46, drop the lowest, write it down. Everyone contributes six numbers, and then everyone pulls numbers out of the pot. A draft. <laughs> so it becomes, well, but a negotiated draft. Like, okay, tell yeah. you what, someone's got to take the seven. I will put seven in wisdom, right. and you all are just going to have to be my better judgments because this this wizard is just, she just makes <laughs> horrible life choices. choices. Yes. Like that's, that's who she is. I'll own it for the team, but y'all mm-hmm. gotta have my back. And I want that 18 for my int. Yes. That's the deal. Right. Um, but yeah, it does become very, very democratic. So if you have a group that's going to be playing together for a long time, I can see yeah. that as yep. an interesting twist. Yeah. Um, the one that, that has happened over on indoor uh, adventures channel is they have a dice roller. And so basically you go in and you roll your numbers and it's there for everybody to see. And it's so funny because, because, you know, phone stuff will start popping up on your phone and you'll be like, you know, our justice rolled, you know, (laughs) you know, a 17. (gasps) There must be a new campaign. (gasps) Our justice rolled a 12. Oh, come on, RJ. Come on. (laughs) You know, kick some butt um but yes i am a huge 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 fan of array or point by it just you don't end up with anything weird um we rolled at the table for my home campaign and both both house elves one was like 10 at the time and one was 12 they both just rolled off the charts just, I mean, we were all sitting there. We were helping them make their characters, and it was like, jigga jigga, eighteen, jigga jigga jigga, sixteen, jigga jigga jigga, you know. And then the grognards are like, 
10, 11. <laughs> and so the two kids characters are just, you know, they started off with 20s in their in their primary stats. You know, I'm the bard with plus five out of the gate at level one. Yikes. You know, yeah. Uh, so standard race neat. You get to place um, an eight, 10. These, and they're not going to come through because I don't think either one grab. Well, yours might grab. The the actual array mine does not because the way OBS because of the way OBS works uh, I'm not getting the the drop down list list but you start with an an eight ten twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen um, uh, and you can place them wherever you want which is a little it's you end up with a very similar character to point by if you kind of know a little bit about what you're doing yeah um, but you they, can also pick and choose go ahead. The only thing about, uh, yeah, a point by is you can really, you know, I've got two numbers that are sevens. <laughs> so so you can start with two 15s or two 16s, you know, if, yeah. you, if you really want to tweak it. I'm actually, I'm going to put that eight that I have to assign. I'm going to put that in my wisdom. Yeah, I see. And that puts me at a weird thing because I got to figure out because a paladin you need almost everything so <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna go with an eight intelligence so used to players paying attention to party composition but character creation is really is very independent it is and i'm a big believer of any group of four adventurers can be successful in a game like there's a there is a pathway to success in any scenario for four people going into it regardless of what their comp i mean i would think it'd be a lot of fun sometime to run a campaign that's four monks right um so i've never done the four monks thing which would be amazing but i have done the four spellcasters before mm -hmm. um and and yeah it's 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 great particularly mm -hmm. if your party gets together and they they try to sync that up where they're like Yes, I'm the evoker, and you're the uh, you know necromancer, and you're the um, uh, arbig arb not arbiger, abjurer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to say a crossbow list, uh, arbalist. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, uh, you know, it, so I'm defense, you're offense, and you're eventually gonna make us zombies to fight for us. Um, DPS overload. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do do you care about uh, party composition depending on the story? Um, when I do my elevator pitch about a game I'm going to run, I usually try to give them a sense of what this the main story arc is going to look like. But even like the one I'm running as my little like my two two episode one shot, it could have been four fighter four pirate fighters, and it could have been four wizards, and it still would have been fun yeah <laughs> necromancy is just late healing <laughs> word ultimate recyclists um reuse recycle um now it's kind of here's a fun twist i just pulled up the, the next page after the ability scores mm. and immediately it says what's your name <laughs> like that's the first thing at the top of the list it's almost like the system knows you've come this far you right. should have an i don't is that on the top of every page it's not Description is now where it says, would you like to give your character a name? Um, and I dig the backgrounds as a mechanic now. That's um, they, they introduced that in three as an option, if I remember right. 
and they kind of floated around. I want to say they floated around even earlier than that. I think second edition. So, uh, uh, backgrounds. Um, so in two, in two late, uh, well, in two, they introduced proficiencies, but proficiencies were like almost like a skill set. It would be mm -hmm. like cooking, yeah, fishing, farming. You know, it would be a whole skill set like a background, and that showed up in two. And then, uh, yeah, in in the power, oh, what were they called? Points and powers or mm. something. There was a, 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 it was the bridge between two and three slash 3.5 where yeah they started to bring in the the backgrounds uh as a as a choice and option but it never really took in three um and three five because people were so enamored with skills mm -hmm. skills you know um got it And yeah, but I, I dig what they've done with this because it adds you get one or two more proficiencies, which doesn't really break the game. Right. But you get a little bit extra to kind of help flesh out your view of this character. Um, and then they then in a little bit of like a hint of where you might go with your background. Um, I'm tempted to put knight. Yeah, there you go. Um, I so. I really enjoy the knight option, particularly because you get the two retainers. And I like the... That's the, right. I like the idea of having those retainers play, but it has to be the right kind of campaign. Mm -hmm. I, I love having retainers and stuff. Um, in um, second edition, the Cavalier just had retainers mm -hmm. and and as you became higher level you just got more and and you had you know squires and um uh groomsmen and uh valets and it just oh it was so fun you want to be careful though with dnd beyond that if you end up with a free proficiency you already bought you might want to go back and repick it yes i think i took insight i just clicked on city watch and you get a free proficiency and insight from that yeah uh go back and see if it actually picked that up if if, right. if D, D beyond itself uh oh no it was investigation i took and now under insight it says by the way you already have that as part of city watch and now it's going to take it away from my background and say hey choose a new background skill because mm. you already took that one yeah that's handy all right all right that's pretty um, smart. It's not letting me ruin my opportunities. Uh, it, it, so far, I have not been able to trip up D&D uh, &D Beyond very often, so I've been pretty happy with it. Um, one thing that I'm going to say that we are reaching at this point with D&D uh, Beyond, having been out, is it five years now? That sounds about right maybe six years even um we are kind of reaching that character bloat mm. info so like i've got so much so many books at this point in D, D beyond that you know 
the list, if you look at, you know, if you look at the list here, it's, you know, one, two, almost three scrolls down worth of choices. Oh, for backgrounds? For, for backgrounds. Yeah. So, um, and like I said, that's that becomes a thing for subclasses and stuff too mm -hmm. um with 22 new ones coming in or just out in tasha's um but yeah and again what you pick gives you sometimes it gives you extra choices sometimes it makes it tougher um i what's what's good and bad with some of these backgrounds i find is i like a lot of my characters to be young mm. i like characters that don't have a lot of background and a lot of these come with story attached yes so like the the military veteran that is not a young character they might be a young adventurer yeah but they've decided to go on adventuring quests but and you kind of want to like use as a guide as to like how are you you know how old is this person in the story because i'm picturing someone who's fresh out of the academy right right so she's not going to have a lot of background in any given area um so whatever her background is, it's going to have to be one of those. She did it for a little while before she went into school, or it's how she paid for school, or right. it's something like along those lines that she did for a bit. So I'm going to stick with um, Smuggler, which is not the most exciting. Right. Get a couple extra skill proficiencies, though, plus down low. She knows where all the ducks parts of town are. Now, I don't usually do the characteristics. Um, it, it all depends. Mm -hmm. So um, I am going to, I think, take the night. Cool. Background. And just because then we you have down low and I have up high. Nice. And and I, you know, like I said, I'm playing a very snooty, very paladin-y, not very bright, but very convicted uh Paladin, you know, so that works. Of course, you play Dragon mm. Chess, and um, I do like the fact that any racial languages and whatnot you get automatically do not appear on the lists of right. languages when you go to choose one. Yep, yeah, Urchin is good, but you want to be careful because Urchin also has other built in benefits. Thank you. Which let you, um, which can can break games, <laughs> if if you if you're playing a really fun urban game, having an urchin mm. in the party means that a lot of event, a lot of uh, encounters can get skipped because yeah. the party knows the way around them. Um, the the other one like that that a lot of people Outlander is one that people point to all the time of, mm -hmm. oh, you can just get food and you never get lost if you've already been that way. Oh, mm -hmm. how great. <laughs> so, um, so the, um, characteristic stuff, it's, uh, I enjoyed it when we began playing fifth. Um, and mm. I like it because it helps define your character, but it really needs to be, it really needs to have some more game mechanic function hmm. um it just gets forgotten like i said a lot of times when i sit down to do D D, is i'll be like 
you guys are in charge of handing out inspiration because I'm going to miss stuff, you know, um, or I'm going to take your background information in the first episode and I may not come back to any of your uh, bonds, ideals, flaws, or I might not come back to that for four or five sessions before I weave one of those into the story. So it it really needs more of a punch. You know, it needs to be one of those where if you take this bond, you get X. If it becomes a game mechanic, you better believe players are (laughs) going to pay attention to it. Yeah. And there's a few that I've, I've noticed that I've missed because I just haven't worked them in. Um, Take keen mind can be tricky. Yep. Last character in WoW was a Retpala. They can paladins make for some fun characters. I I, I said I wasn't going to pay too much attention to the biffs, and I looked in here as like, oh, but on the other hand, some of these actually <laughs> do fit the character I'm picking about. Like the mm-hmm. I struggle to trust the words of others. Yeah, I kind of think that fits her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not big on you have to pick one or roll. Um, now alignment alignment is a whole show onto its own. Right. So I'm going to pick for mine. I'm just going to put neutral good, okay. which is a nice, safe, like a generally good person that kind of keeps to their word, but tends to be like, I'm looking out for, well, like, hmm. I also took the whole, like the, the smugglers have a code. So that <laughs> means lawful, <clears throat> but I don't lawful. Good is like, I'm going to put lawful neutral then because on, on principle, I don't like sitting down at a table to say lawful good because mm-hmm. everyone assumes lawful stupid. Hey, or lawful stick up the butt. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, I mean, this, this character has a code that she follows mm-hmm. and she tends to stick to that tradition. Like, these are the rules. You know, we agreed on this and we agreed on that. So here's what we got to do. Um, However, <laughs> she still thinks people are like the good of the many is still a good ideal to go after. She's not the resolute lawyer. Got it. I, I also took lawful neutral oh. um, because paladin and um, I as I see this guy being too too rigid to be good or to believe himself good uh Mm -hmm. that law law is what holds us together and 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 keeps the chaos at bay and so uh i believe lawful lawful neutral is probably a a good place for him now it would be really nice if here in the faith thing they did have a drop down so you could pick something but it also had an other because at this point I have no idea what the gods are in Faroon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, we, we're not going to do a long conversation on, on alignment, but I think that's a fair question to field. Can lawful evil characters be nice? And can lawful, can chaotic evil characters be nice? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think all nine alignments can be nice. The question is why? Exactly. A, a lawful evil character is nice because they can work it to an angle within all of their rules and a chaotic evil character can be nice because they can they can work it to their completely to their own ends later right they want something yeah 
Yeah. But I mean, lawful evil is a very, I, th I think the evil alignments come to, I tend to think of evil as selfish and good mm. as collective. Yes, that's yeah. a that's a beautiful way to put it. And uh, like you said, we need a whole show on it. Oh yeah, um, because we can we can go from you know first edition to now, and and it'll be beautiful. It'll be it'll be a oh, good time. God. So yes, yes, um, yes, 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 yes. Did you pick Biffs and all that, or I picked just... a couple? Okay, all right. I am gonna skip it for now. What are we doing? Okay, we're doing we're doing okay on time too. Easier to check their limits. Yeah, lawful evil is um I think lawful evil is more likely to work well in a party game. Chaotic evil would make me very nervous in a game because of some potential weirdnesses. The um so uh I've run multiple evil campaigns over the years mm -hmm. and um it's it's interesting and and every time i've run one okay so after after high school into college every evil campaign i've run since then i've always done the same thing i've always gone and said there is a reason you're working together you have to work together you can have all the schemes and stuff behind the scenes and we'll pass notes or whatever you want to do to be evil and have machinations against one another and stuff. But the overall arc, whatever the arc of the story is, you're all searching for that goal. And a lot of times I would set up whatever that is, you know, you want to overthrow the country of Dortmouth, you know, and so hence you're all focused on that. You come up with your reasons why. And so um yeah, I guess that's the the big thing for for evil parties. If you're gonna run one, that would be my idea. My suggestion is that they have to be on the same team for some reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um it's where things get kind of kind of like wonky if you're not super careful um you can bump into that and so you've got a name i should give the give her a name oh yeah i just I, I i so i literally sat there with my fingers floating over the keys and went high elf paladin high elf paladin Averall hinge lion okay there <laughs> And, and how is, it'll take me a week to figure out exactly how I'm going to pronounce it. But, uh, <laughs> but the, the, um, what did I, uh, the Ouija board method <laughs> of name creation. Yeah. So when you get over to the equipment, um, there. you have the, the option to do standard starting equipment mm -hmm. and then you, it gives you a list to pick from. And it did happen that in my Wednesday night game, I did not police this really well. I just told everyone, here's what you do. Yeah. And kind of coached everyone through. And I was, I didn't, I couldn't see anybody's screens. And I was, I did just kind of like coaching the, the party. Um, and one mm -hmm. of the players um, added a relatively high level magic item as a starting item. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple of things about D&D 5th edition that stick out to talk about that briefly on. Because there's a question in the chat on it. Mm -hmm. It is not common to give a high level item to a first level character. That's that's unusual. Mm 
Um, like I did it a lot with my 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 after school group at the center mm-hmm. because it was an easy way to keep everyone on leashes because I could always threaten to take the magic items away. Uh, and so like the remember you like me i gave your character an artifact everyone was like oh yeah that's right and then they were like okay i guess i'll behave now and and (laughs) and in some ways it was like what i needed to do to keep them focused was hey it's your turn remember you got the magic item what's going on yeah um but with more mature games um it tends to be one where you don't do that very often because it can throw off the game balance um an extra five or ten percent to hit can make a big deal with low CR creatures, which are designed to be like low HP, but relatively easy to hit. Um, And so there's some negotiation, like in the case with with Jansen's character, there was a little bit of like, I think this won't break the game and it'll still keep it interesting. And we Mm -hmm. all come out ahead on it. Yeah. Um, And I loved how you did that and what you've done with it. That's really awesome. Um, In the past, I have, I have started campaigns with a stupid powerful uh, magic item, but it was part of the focus of the campaign. Exactly. You know, this is the sword that is destined to eventually destroy the demon at the end, once you guys are like 10th level. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to be carrying it around the whole time, and it's going to be have its good things and its bad things. Like a total intelligent... Um, uh, it was a two-handed, uh, intelligent, sentient uh, blade. That it had a bunch of magic. The big thing was it only spoke giant, and it had a very low intelligence. Um, and so it would sing in giant. It would call out to enemies in giant. <laughs> So they, they had this poor first level fighter is walking around with this two handed magic sword and it would, you know, bellow out in giant, you know, come face me, you know, to other people or whatnot. And so, yeah, it, it had it was double edged. <laughs> yeah. Now, the good news for me, I'm, yours will be much more interesting. I didn't have a lot of choices for starting equipment as a wizard. Mm-hmm. So it did not take me a lot of clicks to go down my entire list of possibilities. Um, yours are going to be a little bit more intense. So like all the only, and plus the only thing I had to equip when I was done is my yeah. order staff. Right. Right. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, a martial weapon and shield. I definitely am going to be a long sword. Um, Longsword wielding uh, javelins? No, <laughs> I'm afraid that uh, Alvaron uh, Alvaral will uh, not be throwing javelins. Um, hence, why he has lightning lure to pull them in. Um, Ooh, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good strategy. I can get behind that. And um, so. I love this any simple melee weapon list <laughs> because great club is on it. Um, this guy would never wield a great club, but every time I have a character like that is small, <laughs> I love giving them the great club if it's a choice because it makes me laugh. 
um, Bobby the Barbarian straight from the TV cartoon when I was, uh, you know, a, a, a near teen. Yeah, um, the good old days. Uh, yeah. Fifth edition doesn't have tower shields. No, but there's mechanics. Like, if someone told me I want to carry a tower shield, I could figure out how to make it work within the context of the game. Because mm-hmm. I think at that point, you're you're now down to a mobile three-quarter cover, which is in the rule book. It's, yeah. The thing about a tower shield, you're not really mealing around with it the way you are <laughs> a, a, a knight's shield. Right. Um, it is really a, a thing that you hold in front of yourself for the most part and fight around. Yeah. Um, selections mm-hmm. for some classes are limited, like they run out of imagination, especially for a mage. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a... Maybe. There's a lot of choices. Mm. Priest's pack. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I I don't think he would... I don't think that's him. An alms box and incense and stuff. No, he's more of a get things done kind of paladin. Mm. All right. I can respect that. Chainmail and... Dual-wielding tower shields. Yeah, <laughs> that you can do that. But again, that's tough. That's tough. So... Um, I'm just going to say in three and three, five, that was like a thing. Uh, and there it's even, was it in three, five or is it in five? There's an option for, there's like a dwarf and he's all covered in spikes and he's twin shields and the shields are covered in spikes. It must've been a three, five or a pathfinder option. I, there's, I can remember the artwork though. But uh, yeah, it's 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 literally they they are all spiky goodness with like hockey pads with spikes and they just run around spiking, spiking people and beating them with shields. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm going to be an emblem on my shield. Nice. Scroll of pedigree and a purse and add my starting equipment and then go to inventory. This is one that always throws people. You have to go equip the, everything. Yep. Um, otherwise, the stats do not show up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so nice to be able to roll right from D&D Beyond, too. Yep. All right. Are we, are we ready? <gasps> yeah, hit the view character sheet. And now we've got characters. Now, the last thing I'm going to put out when we're not going to have time to play with it today, so maybe we'll Mm -hmm. work on it next time because we are coming Mm -hmm. up on the end of our usual show show length. Oh, my Um, goodness. The next thing I would do if we had the time is hop over to HeroForge.com. And again, I get no money for plugging this stuff, but um, I feel like I'm doing a disservice to everyone by not bringing it up. Yeah. Which is it just, it's a phenomenal tool once it's done loading. My computer is kind of starting to push what it can handle for creating an image visual of whatever character you want. And uh, one of my go-tos is to, um, with new players, point them over here and say, have fun. <laughs> make, make something that's interesting to you. Play, play around with that. Absolutely. Hashtag please sponsor. Um, <laughs> play around for a while with it, see what, what percolates up. And from that, you and I can sit down and we can build a character together based on what you envisioned for your character. 
because different different builds over here imply a different direction you want to go okay so you've got lots of like and it's just it's there's so many tools and options uh to pick from it's it's just it's insane what they've made available yeah it's uh, it's the way my oldest house elf makes characters she mm -hmm. goes over there she creates it and then me and her as a fun thing to do kind of go walk through and i ask her questions and you know kind yep. of steer her in directions and then we open D, D beyond and make the character yep absolutely um it's just it's a great resource and they're pretty good um i had to fill out a form saying that i was going to use their graphics on the stream and mm. they said okay we'll look into it and that was over a month ago and they haven't told me to stop yet right <laughs> so i think they're pretty okay with it i've never claimed ownership but it's nice for the non-artistically inclined to yes. create a visual of their character in a, a kind of a funny easy to get two way so well, there you have and i'm just real quick gonna you can turn it into a token you can turn it into a oh. character portrait you can turn you know there's so much you can do with it once you've created this individual thing like yeah. literally my little empty portrait spot here will have a picture of uh you know Avaral next time uh we we talk about her or monkey with these characters mm-hmm let, let me see if i can get her to open character not save don't save the one i'm working on let's open this one up um and this is actually a character that is going to be an npc in um the curse of strahd game when she gets all the way up there there she goes um oh yeah and they have lighting effects oh. that they've added so there's actual lighting in her spell hand right oh my goodness so you can get that effect going on which is just a lot of the fun with it it's a really neat uh neat set place to use and and come back to it's like the last thing you do if you either you start here or you end here but i think every journey in character creation should spend a little time here just for that opportunity mm -hmm. um to get a general look it's again it is it's free to use and they they print these if you want to so it's yeah. not super robust your sliders are not that many right but there's still a lot of sliders yeah, the uh, and and I've had people say, "Well, this is going to hurt artists," blah blah blah, and I'm like, "No, it's not going to hurt artists because I can't tell you how many of these characters once you've made them there, you then send that to the artist, and they're like, this is this is how I put them together, you know, go for it, you know, it'd be cool if their hair was like this, or you know, they they were wielding two quarter staves, the things you can't do in Hero Forge, you can have the artists do. Mm -hmm. So, um, lootly. So let's come out of the chat mode or out of construction mode and into our our talk mode. What's coming up for you this week? uh after this it's masks on thursday uh evening at 8 30 eastern standard time 5 30 pacific standard time over on indoor adventures channel for masks where i play cody johnson who his superhero name we may have found it 
we may have found it last uh, time. So he he may be announcing a new uh, a new superhero name. Uh, Thundernaut did not go over well. Um, that that was that was poo pooed. But they were supposed to be poo pooed. So that's like the fourth name that he's tried. That people have been like, no, no, bad superhero name. So uh, so we'll we'll get there. Um, and then Sunday, 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 ten thirty Eastern Standard Time. Come on by, and uh, we will play with some toys and uh, stuff on uh, uh, my channel, Greybeard Tavern, on Twitch. Uh, we are still playing Grifflands, but we are on the last character, so very soon we may be switching to a new game. We are waiting. We're holding out for uh, Darkest Dungeon 2, and when Darkest Dungeon 2 comes out, we will be playing that until we finish a campaign of it. So, whew. that sounds fun. Wait, and then back here Tuesday. Back here on Tuesdays. Yep, I've got uh, my Candlekeep Mysteries are starting a new story tomorrow night, uh, mm. which I'm excited about. Uh, it's their third chapter in the Candlekeep book. Um, I'm enjoying the net, the framework for adventures they're providing. I remain disappointed at some of the quality of adventures. Mm. There's a couple I've read over. I'm like, man, I, it's a nice framework. But I can't run it out of the book. I need to do something with it. Yeah. Um, that said, it's like for me, perfect. Right. <laughs> because I don't mind fleshing adventures out. But I think if someone was going to run an adventure straight out of a book, I'm like, eh. Have you have you seen some of the water deep offerings? <laughs> like you can run those straight out of the book. Um, but I'm really excited because it's a great group and we're having a blast. Um, and I have the go ahead for some plot twists. Uh, I didn't talk about one. Like, I think I'm going to throw this romance plot line, and a bunch of people mm. in the Discord went romance question mark question mark question mark, mm. and I'm like, don't worry, I think my players are fine with it. Hop over to a different Discord Discord. So are you all fine with this? <laughs> um, it's kind of like yeah 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 we're good we're good. Um, so there's that, and then Sunday night we're going to be finishing the the Isle of the Abbey um, mm. from the. Uh, Ghost of Salt Marsh Adventures, which again I, I get to run straight out of the book, and right. and that's kind of a fun opportunity for me to do that. Um, and so there's that. And so then we're back for happy hour again. And I think I still need another game to play while I wait for Mass Effect to come out. Right. Remastered Mass Effect. Mm. So I don't know what I'm playing Friday and Saturday nights yet. Um, and right. I'm kind of all prepped up, so I don't think I'm going to do any D and D prep. So we'll see mm. what happens. Um, if you haven't yet, go ahead before I send everybody out. Let's. Actually, first, let's wrap up the, the podcast. Um, right. Where do we find you online if we want to talk to you some more? Oh, uh, Greybeard Tavern, uh, Twitter, Twitch, uh, everywhere. Social media-wise, uh, Greybeard Tavern. You'll find me. YouTube. Check out and subscribe to my YouTube so I can eventually get out of the URL uh, silliness and onto uh, it being a, a, a real boy. I mean, a real channel. That's awesome. it for me. That's a good. That's a good goal. Um, I just started my Twitter, uh, Lantern Noir, same as I use on Twitch. You can also email us with suggestions or feedback to oldtimertavern at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please, please absolutely leave a review on Apple Podcasts so other people can find this content and participate with our ever-growing community of D&D &D nerds. Till next time, folks, please stay safe.